Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! We got some more details about this uh, this indie drug and dogfighting ring that was busted up. 21 people charged in, uh, you know, drug trafficking, dogfighting, uh, 40 guns, huge quantities of fentanyl, meth, coke, $55,000 in cash, 90 dogs oh. in this, in this dogfighting ring, and the FBI says, this was all part of a neighborhood-based gang called the 34th Street Gangster Disciples. One of the key elements in helping police uh, uh, incarcerate these guys was uh, witness testimony. And neighborhood people in the neighborhood probably just fed up with this crap. Which, man, I got to tip my hat to them because yeah. it's not the easiest thing right now to report somebody to the police. No, no. Because with Ryan Mears as the prosecutor, in Marion County. These folks probably have to be thinking in the back of their mind, is this person going to be right back out on the streets very soon to come after me for ratting them out? It takes a lot of guts right now because the prosecutor is such a zero to rat out bad guys. And I hate that's the way it is in India. Well, hopefully, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I think these guys were all arrested like on the federal level with the FBI involved. So... The the local prosecutor, I'm not sure how much power he has in getting That's these true. guys back out on the street. Like, if you're Ryan Mears and you work in Ryan Mears' office, isn't it insulting that even Boss Hogsett, one of the great losers of all time, Boss Hogsett is trying to find ways to work around the prosecutor in Marion County yeah. to get a few things done. Like, imagine being too woke for Joe Hogsett. <laughs> And that's what Ryan Mears is. So of the 21 people charged, federal agents arrested 18. Now, that one guy that they were looking for, did we ever get an update on that guy? The armed and dangerous guy that the Fed oh, said escaped? Oh, I remember. Yeah, no, I don't know. They give a very detailed uh, description of the guy. Um, like six foot tall African-American, specifics about his hair and his dress. And my whole thing was, if I see somebody matching that description walking down the sidewalk towards me, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to cross the sidewalk because I don't want to be near this guy. I'm going to be getting accused of racism. <laughs> or should I call the police? If you see something, say something. I certainly don't want to be call, called a racist for crossing the sidewalk for uh, seeing a man walking down the street matching the description of a violent felon. Yeah, I don't you think know? I would worry too much about racism if you see a violent felon. If your options are, well, I hope people won't think that I'm progressive or this federal fugitive is going to shank me, um, I think I would deal with the uh, first parts as opposed to the latter. True. Now, on the subject of drugs and fentanyl in Indiana, listen to this story from Evansville. 70,000 fentanyl pills were seized during this big undercover bust at the Holiday Inn Express in Evansville. So fentanyl wow. 
it's one of the biggest killers of young people in this country. Um, it's a painkiller opioid, 50 times stronger than heroin, 100 times stronger than morphine, usually smuggled into the United States in pill or powder form. It's either from China or Mexico, but ultimately smuggled through Mexico. And 0.5 milliliters can kill a person. And 70,000 pills were just seized at the Holiday Inn Express in Evansville. Now, if this is happening in Evansville, Indiana, imagine what's happening all over the country. This is how bad the drug problem is, and it goes along with the border discussion. Yeah, I mean, this is a drop in the bucket, as pessimistic as I'm sounding right now. I'm like, I can't get too excited about this. What worries me is that, I mean, there are active Mexican drug cartels operating in Indiana, that's where the investigative law enforcement agencies in Evansville and Kentucky uh, and Henderson and Kentucky began an investigation in May with a drug cartel based out of Mexicali, Mexico, operating in southern Indiana and western Kentucky. The drug cartels are here, and it's probably more prevalent than we even know about in this article. So the way this whole thing went down, it's like something out of a movie. So look at Evansville, look at like that part of Western Kentucky, right? Not what you would call hubs for drug kingpins per se. I wouldn't right? think so. When you're watching New Jack City, Nino Brown wasn't from Evansville. <laughs> so the way this played out was an undercover drug enforcement agency officer uh, successfully bought meth and fentanyl from this organization back in May. And the law enforcement agencies seized the drugs when they arrived back in Indiana and Kentucky from California. All right, now follow me here. Later in August, this is all part of the same investigation, the agent and the United States Postal Service, so the Postal Service was involved here, intercepted a package of 4,000 counterfeit fentanyl pills. So, Like they mailed them? Yeah, through the U.S. <laughs> Postal Service. Is that how it works? These sophisticated cartels are mailing fentanyl pills through the USPS? Starting on October 27th, <laughs> that same agent made a deal with an unknown Hispanic male in Mexicali, Mexico, for the delivery of more meth and fentanyl to Evansville. Through a series of text messages over the WhatsApp the agent arranged the delivery of approximately 100,000 pills and 50 pounds of meth that would be delivered over two trips. And of course, the man was ultimately arrested and is being held on federal drug trafficking charges. You know how strong the fentanyl stuff is. Like You hear stories of cops getting an accidental whiff of fentanyl when they're arresting a suspect it's, and they have to go to the hospital. I think maybe some, I think an officer or two has lost their lives while dealing with that substance. Yeah, I remember a story of some spring breakers last year that uh, went into over like OD'd on fentanyl and their uh, their roommates, their buddies started giving them resuscitation like mouth to mouth and stuff and they got they were in OD too. Right. Because that stuff is so potent and so strong and so available. I mean fentanyl is a legitimate opioid that's used in hospitals like like for extreme pain um you know people that have cancer stuff like that but it is like you said it's it's all it's coming from china it's coming from mexico and both all through the southern border 
flooding into the United States. And, and yeah, 70,000 pills there in Evansville, why that's a big number and pretty shocking that Mexican drug cartels are actively operating in southern Indiana and possibly here in central Indiana. Who knows? It's a drop in the bucket, Hammer. It, it really, really is. is. And it's so easy to come across the southern border right now. Yes. So if you've got somebody in your family that you love, you care about, or maybe you've lost somebody because of these drugs... How do you feel about what's happening at the border right now, where we saw a TV reporter from Arizona reporting right there where the Biden administration has the gates wide open, the big, heavy, you know, government controlled gates wide open. People can just walk right across. Lord knows what they're hiding in their body and various cavities and crevices, the underground tunnels. And it's not just Mexico. People always just associate, you know, the drug cartels with Mexico. This is China's way of trying to kill off as many Americans as possible. Mm. Because a lot of this stuff comes from China and then it's ran through Mexico. But when you've got a wide open southern border, I mean, it's just so easy to come across right now. So, again, if this is happening in Evansville, Western Kentucky, You best believe it's happening probably everywhere in the United States. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The story is crazy, Hammer. This Michigan dude, he's a teenager. He's a uh, six foot ten JV football player with size 23 feet. I mean, he's a freshman. Whoa. Freshman. Freshman, 6'10". It doesn't give his weight here, but you can imagine. And he's a football player on a JV team. He can't find shoes that fit him. So uh, I believe Under Armour and Puma both stepped up to gift this teenager size 23 shoes so he could be comfortable playing sports. Here, his name's Eric, talking about how great it is to actually have shoes that fit him for the first time in years. You've been worried for so long, like... What am I going to do when I grow out of 22s? But Under Armour's came up with the solution. Uh, it means everything to me. Just having shoes that don't cause blisters or just pain on my feet would mean everything. just mean the world. Now, having custom shoes made that big would cost you upwards of $1,500. Wow. And the head of basketball operations of Puma, I'm reading a little bit about this story, says... Only a few NBA basketball players. He's only seen two or three players in a size 23 category. That's the NBA. Like, I don't even know if Shaq was that big. Like, size 23, 6 feet 10. That's a big kid. And, man, 
you know, we complain about a lot of stuff, but there's nothing worse than when you've got a foot injury. Like if anybody's had like something majorly wrong with your feet, yeah. it hurts like oh, yeah. hell. And this poor kid, you know, he's been having a miserable experience in school for years because he's yeah. got blisters. He can't find the right types of shoes. And man, kids, I'm sure are probably mean. They're probably giving him crap over the few shoes that he can I mean, find. He's almost seven foot tall. High school freshman, six foot ten. I mean, that's Andre the Giant. How tall was Andre the Giant? I don't know how all tall. I mean, he's probably like seven four or something like that. But still, I mean, I, I, this kid's got a. You know, he's going to be playing football, offensive lineman, right? I mean, that's guy. That's a no brainer, right? You I said mean, he's you on the that, JV team. Well, he's a freshman. How good's the varsity yeah, team if this kid can't get the call? <laughs> I mean, just run behind him. Yeah. If it's third and one, <laughs> run behind that guy. Six. 10 and uh, size 23 you shoes. You gotta wonder how you know, a guy that's a high school freshman is how agile he is, how, how able he is to move around in a manner that would be consistent with an offensive, a successful uh, offensive lineman, right? Right. I mean, you, that stuff you just don't, you, you gotta get taught that stuff by a coach that knows what he's doing. And linemen, you know, they are pretty athletic. You've got to run right. out on blocks and you got to pull and you got to stunt and do all those types of things. So, yeah, I don't know about his athleticism or even his weight, but you got to find a spot on the field <laughs> for that yeah. kid. And if he plays basketball, yeah, just put him up under the basket. Right. Post up. We're going to play like 1990s NBA style here. I know the current wave of basketball is run and gun, but no, we're going to play smash oh. mouth, throw it in the post and just score. You should see this picture USA Today put up of this kid. His name, uh, he's 14 years old, plays. Uh, oh, he's a defensive tackle. Okay. Sprained his ankle earlier in the season just due to the lack of uh, the right size of cleats. The guy's a giant. This picture they have of him over here. Defensive oh tackle. God, like in the football field. How would you like to be the offensive guard uh, no. <laughs> that has to, you know, fire out and take care of that guy? Man, oh, man. <laughs> uh, man, like I said, though, feet injuries, along with earaches and toothaches, like the most pain you have as an adult. Now, I haven't had a toothache in a while, I haven't, knock I, on wood. I, like 10 years ago, I, I mean, I, I was getting... Um, Earaches from like uh, getting in the the lake and stuff, and I would get an ear infection so bad that my that my ear canal would swell up. It would swell closed. Ooh. Like I missed. It was so painful I couldn't move. I had to take. I mean, they put me on um, opioids and and stuck up. They had to stick like a candle wick down my ear just so the medicine would absorb through. Because they, if I just did a drop, you know. Oh, just, that sounds awful. You know what I mean? Like if I just did droplet, dra- droplets, 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 it wouldn't. It couldn't soak in because my ear canal was 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 you know swollen up tighter than a snail snare drum. Oh, yeah, man. it was awful pain. Just out for three days. So sure. send us a tweet at Hammer and Nigel. More painful as an adult. Earache, toothache, or that plantar fasciitis. Plantar like when fasciitis. your feet just hurt like a mother. At Hammer and Nigel. Facebook, Twitter, the YouTube chat. You guys, you know the thing. So an American woman in France posted a TikTok video telling people to try a ham and cheese on buttered bread Ooh. sandwich. What? Ham and cheese sandwich, 
but with buttered bread. Now people in other countries are making fun of Americans for not knowing that this was an option all along. I'm making sandwiches for my boyfriend and I, and as I'm doing this, it occurred to me that French people do something very weird with sandwiches that I think you guys would find strange, so I wanted to share it with you. And what they do, it's like a classic sandwich. It's ham, cheese, and butter. Mm. Literally, just swab it on. No mayonnaise, no mustard, just butter. (laughs) And listen, I know you might be thinking that sounds gross. It's actually so good. Is it healthy? No, of course not. That's what we eat over here. Butter sandwiches with ham and cheese. And it's good, dude. It's good. Don't knock it till you try it, okay? Wait, wait, wait. Is she not putting it on a skillet or some sort of frying pan? And Because that's how you make grilled cheese. You put butter right. on bread, and then you put it on the, waste, the way I do it and put it on the stove until it heats up, and you've got, uh, you've got grilled cheese. She's saying... Just a cold ham and, ham and cheese sandwich. With butter? Yes. I mean, look, don't... <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not against bread and butter. <laughs> I learned that from, that habit from my old man a long time ago. Thanksgiving dinner, he'd load up on the bread and butter, butter rolls, whatever. But eating a ham and cheese sandwich with, just with globs of butter cold? No, that's disgusting. So what about no, thank you. Pop-Tarts then? Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. I was sitting in the kitchen one day and I was itching to fill up my belly with the piping hot jelly of the best damn treat in the world. He's talking pop tarts. And I saw a <laughs> stick of butter and it almost made me shudder and scream like a baby girl. I don't want a giant penis or a rocket trip to Venus. I don't want to win a lottery. I just want to squat and gobble till I'm dizzy and I wobble in a butterfruit. And Here we go. Cream. So I put, put butter on a pop tart. It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. Butter on a pop tart is a game changer. No doubt about it. Uh, NFL, back tonight, Nige, opening night. We've got the Lions. We've got the Chiefs. Big story is Travis Kelsey, the big star for the Chiefs. One of their stars. Game time decision. It's got some knee issues. You watching the yeah, game tonight? Oh, yeah, I'll be watching that. I'm not betting against the Chiefs either. No, I mean, I didn't, you know, Kelsey may or may not. Didn't I see an x-ray, a pretty bad x-ray of that knee or whatever? Uh, that was, was, a was, a, was a joke. X-ray. <laughs> Was it really? You didn't see the big dong hanging down from it, Nige? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I'm serious. I just saw, I scrolled through and I saw Kelsey in, a, in an x-ray. No, I didn't see the dong. Was it Was it an x-ray with the dong? On the Huge <laughs> dong. <laughs> like cartoonish alike. How did you not see that? Somebody, uh, somebody please send that to us right now. Add Hammer and Nige. I'm going to have to do some inspecting here because I just kind of scrolled through and I go, oh, wow, that looks pretty bad, and just, you know, moved on my way. Huge dong. (laughs) Good God. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Uh, There's kind of a tinfoil hat theory going around that CNN really is rooting for Trump to win the election, to get through that GOP primary, and to beat Joe Biden. And it's for nothing else other than ratings because their ratings are in the toilet. Fox News, of course, their ratings slipped a little bit after Tucker left, but they're coming back. MSNBC has always been around. 
But CNN is still, those dirtbags have been in third place for a long time. <laughs> right? So does that make sense uh, that, that we're seeing? Their anchor, seems- Wes Mantooth, is <laughs> bringing you the news. It seems like we're seeing more negative stories about Joe Biden and things like that from CNN. All mostly having to do with his age. We keep, It's a theme on this show the past couple of weeks that every time they say something negative about Joe Biden in the liberal media, it's always about his age and not his policies or the open border or the economy. But so be it. Right. Does it make me a horrible person because I don't hate Van Jones? Van Jones on CNN can be an absolute moron. There's no doubt about it. But every once in a while, he criticizes the Democrats. Now, not many people on CNN are willing to criticize their own. But Van Jones, again, for all the ridiculousness, for all the white lash and crazy things that he's said in the past, he's the only one, I think, on CNN that is interesting. And even if I disagree with, I find myself watching his opinion. What was the white lash thing again? Was that after Trump won the election in 2016? It was a white lash (laughs) from angry white people. (laughs) So not a backlash from the previous. It was a white lash. White lash, Exclusively provided by white people. Whitey. Right. Whitey and the white lash. That was the only reason Trump won. So to me, Van Jones is almost like Stephen A. Smith. While I disagree with probably more than half of the things that he has to say, he's entertaining. And I will find myself watching his opinion, if anything, just to say, oh, that guy's an idiot afterwards, but he did his job. He suckered me in to watch it. So here's Van Jones on CNN earlier today. Right now, today, uh, I think a lot of Democrats look at these numbers and say the whispers are finally showing up in this data. Uh, People are talking behind their hand. They worry about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's like that grandpa that you love, that you believe in, you owe a lot. But you you, you start to wonder, uh, you know, would would you give this grandpa a high-stress job for six more years, or would you want something else for him? That's what's being talked about. And people are scared to come out and and say anything about it. But I think it's important for us to have this conversation now. We've got to be honest as Democrats that there's real pain out there at the base of our party. Mm -hmm. People still don't feel these policies yet. Uh, and, and we're going to have to make the case stronger. We can't just say, eh, don't worry about it. We have to make a stronger case for, 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 for the help that's on the way than we have so far. Think you would ever hear Jake Tapper say that? Are you going to hear Anderson Cooper say that? And again, I'm not a huge Van Jones fan. Don't get it twisted. But I think he's one of the only ones on that network that's going to say, hey, we've got to come up with a strategy other than Orange Man Bad because the current candidate we're trotting out there is a puppet. I noticed he mentioned something about Biden's policies. Well, we haven't been able to feel the full uh, benefit and ramifications of Biden's economic policies is basically what he's trying to I got news for you. You know, we're not going to feel it. 20% food increase. I'm feeling it. Yeah, yeah, we're all feeling it. All right. That's here to stay, Van Jones. And again, he was talking basically about the guy's age. Oh, everybody is fun loving grandpa. That's not what Biden needs to be criticized for. It's his policies, economy, foreign policy, Ukraine, the fact that he's just canceled seven more oil and gas leases in Alaska as OPEC is squeezing the spigot shut for oil. His energy policies are a disaster. The border policy. He's suing well, Texas. Right, for trying to keep uh, illegal immigrants from crossing the Rio Grande River. 
that's that's the criticism here. His age is probably what would you say eighth or ninth on the list? Right. I mean, that's in the top ten. It's some cause and effect. Maybe because he's so old, he doesn't know what he's doing. But let's be honest. I think a lot of us feel like somebody else is calling the shots in this presidency. So that you know kind of goes away. You know, well, he's old. He doesn't know what he's doing. Well, one, that should disqualify you. But number two, he's not calling the shots anyway. So who's the moron? Who are the puppet masters pulling the strings on the marionette here? So going back to CNN, though, because I think that's an interesting question. Do you think there are folks inside those corporate headquarters down in Atlanta, Georgia, that are really just hoping Donald Trump does win for their own job security because they probably made more money. They had better ratings, more revenue when Donald Trump was the president. Yeah. All the news networks did, not just CNN. Every day, Trump was a headline generating machine, either by what he said out loud or on social media or uh, anything he did to, quote unquote, embarrass the country overseas. Um, like I said, he was, which was very little, by the way, he did his foreign policy was, was really good, including getting everybody together in the Middle East to shake hands and play nice for a little while. So, but you're right. He was, he generated headlines every day and CNN exposed, I mean, for God's sake, they had Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels, disgraced fraud of a lawyer on every night touting him as the next president of the United States just because they knew it embarrassed Donald Trump and it got ratings. Jim Acosta became a household name because of Donald Trump's presidency. So CNN gives him this weekend show. Nobody watches Jim Acosta now. Nobody cares who he is because he's a boring guy, a bad broadcaster, and unless he's feuding with Donald Trump, nobody gives a damn. But... Watch, I'm telling you, look at CNN's website. There are more articles every day critical of Joe Biden. You would not have seen that uh, going back to the 2020 election and before that. Never would have seen that. How about this new CNN poll that came out? Within the margin of error, no clear leader. Donald Trump, 47 percent. Joe Biden, 46 percent. They're basically in a statistical tie. But what I will note was there was not a single poll conducted by CNN during the entire 2020 cycle in which Donald Trump got a higher share of the vote than Joe Biden did. Mm. So this is a vastly different picture oh. from what we saw four years ago. That little end, that ending little speech right there by the pollster Never would have been said on the air in 2019, 2020. Never would have heard it. But now it's out there. And this was a headline that I saw earlier today. Quote, America's frustration with Biden could set Trump up to win back the White House in 2024. Yeah. All of these things that we just played, if you didn't know any better, you would have thought it was Fox or Newsmax. These headlines, these statements, these... You know, monologues by their hosts, that's CNN. But there's no denying these numbers after every indictment, after every lawsuit, after the mugshot, the fundraising, Trump's fundraising through the roof, poll numbers keep on uh, through the roof. Keep on, it's, it's like climbing a ladder. Every time another indictment is handed down, the poll numbers just seem to get better and better, and the Democrats are scratching their heads. Um, you know, Morning Joe and Minka. Are, are stunned. How could, how could America even consider voting for this man? Just look at his mugshot. Yeah, well, that mugshot seemed to have helped his campaign 
and in terms of donations as well. I miss the days when Donald Trump would kind of loosely accuse of Joe Scarborough of murdering his intern <laughs> because an intern died under Joe Scarborough's yeah. watch. And it was, you know, Joe Scarborough, I believe, was ultimately cleared of everything, no wrongdoing. But you know how Donald Trump is. Joe Scarborough killed an intern. <laughs> um, where are we at with this story? Jimmy Fallon. Late night host on NBC, former Saturday Night Live cast member. Jimmy Fallon is accused of creating a toxic work environment at The Tonight Show by 16 current and past staff members who say that his, quote, hissy fits forced them to (laughs) cry in crying rooms and made their hair fall out. And some of them had suicidal thoughts as a result of Jimmy Fallon's Fits. Yeah. Fits. One of them was quoted as something I'm paraphrasing here, but if Jimmy was in a bad mood, we all know we had to focus on our jobs that day. What a bunch of wussies. <laughs> you're whining. You're going into. Did you call them, quote, crying rooms? Crying rooms. <laughs> There's crying rooms at the Tonight Show. If your office has a crying oh, room. You got bigger problems in life <laughs> than, than if a, a weenie like Jimmy Fallon is making you upset so much to the point that you have to go into a crying room. Oh, no. I have to do my job because Jimmy. Jimmy is in a bad mood. I have to focus on my duties at hand. They have to focus Shut on their up. job and they're complaining about it. <laughs> I have to focus on my job. What were you doing before? Maybe that's why Jimmy Fallon's getting beat by Gutfeld now. <laughs> Maybe if you focused a little bit more on your yeah. job, you know, the show would be better. How do you think this group of people would respond? Like, if, you know, we did like one of those switch kind of things. There are those TV shows where a group of people switch Job jobs swap, with another yeah. one and they have to go work for Nick Saban, Alabama football head coach, or Bill Belichick. They, could, the they wouldn't survive an hour. <laughs> here, oh, here, oh, I found it. Here's the exact quote. People wouldn't joke around in the office and they wouldn't stand around and talk to each other. It was very much like focus on whatever it is that you have to do because Jimmy's in a bad mood. Well, yeah. That's what happens in an office environment, especially as high profile as a late night talk show. Jimmy Fallon, it doesn't seem like a guy that's a hard ass. Right. It doesn't seem like that. His his, his persona is kind of lighthearted and affable. Imagine being so soft that Jimmy Fallon can break you. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Jimmy Fallon makes you want to kill yourself. (laughs) 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 I mean, that's so ridiculous. Get a job in the real world. Go lay some asphalt. Go help a construction site. See how it goes for you there. There's no crying room when you're putting somebody's <laughs> roof on. When you're laying tile or fixing somebody's plumbing, there's no nope. hissy fit crying room. Um, a Chicago suburb is hosting a poverty simulation this weekend. What? So residents in the wealthy Highland Park area, which is a suburb to the north of Chicago, they're hosting a poverty simulation. It's being put on on by the Alliance of Human Services, and it's being held at the Highland Park Country Club. So what it is, is this prestigious country club that costs (laughs) a lot of money to get into. All of these super rich, woke people are going to act like they're poor for a couple of hours and then feel good about themselves. Yeah, first of all, 
instead of doing that, why don't they just take a bit busload of these rich elite white folks and drop them off, you know, in Inglewood or, or Riverdale, some of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Chicago. Put them in the That's, parking yeah. lot of the White Sox stadium. Right. Right. You, People you know got what? shot inside the stadium. Oh, I've got to go figure out what it's I'm gonna go what see what it's like to be broke and lived in an impoverished take your kids and on Thanksgiving Day and go down to a soup kitchen or something like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Don't participate in some stupid simulation. Go see what it's really like. How go to a shelter? Go to how go bored homeless. do you have to be? How rich and bored do you have to be if you live in the Highland Park area to go to the country club <laughs> and act like a poor person for a couple of hours? <laughs> It's so ridiculous, and the fact that it's being promoted by like parts of like local Chicago government that think yeah. this is a good idea. Go do a soup kitchen. Go get dropped off from one of the trains near the White Sox ballpark. It's so violent there, people got shot inside the White Sox game last week. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Show. I'm looking at this sign posted up at Loyola Beach in Chicago on Lake Michigan that says nude beach past this sign and it looks <laughs> totally legit it's not like written in crown or anything it's got like a metal pole with the metal sign with an official looking uh, Chicago Parks logo on it and it's up at Lake Michigan that says nude beach past this sign and it looks legit, but apparently what I'm learning here, Hammer, is that it's obviously not legit. That is correct. <laughs> That's a shame. Somebody with too much time on their hands made a very official-looking yeah. sign that says, Nude Beach. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a sign. I mean, it looks like something that we posted in... Um, a similar sign like you know do not feed the bears or do not get right. in the water or something like this it has again the chicago park district logo on there like one of those These, government signs yeah, yeah exactly that yeah somebody has way too much time on their hands and you know it's a, i said it's a shame but i i don't think anybody's ever really been to a nude beach and thought hey this is a great idea there's a ton of people i'd love to see nude here sitting right on this beach yeah it's never the people that you want to see nude right. on a nude beach in your mind you're thinking all right bunch of hot chicks kate yeah. upton's gonna be there naked <laughs> but in real reality you walk up there with your beach chair and there's a fat naked tony Katz walking by oh things are swinging and uh flipping man. and flopping flipping and flopping drooping uh, ew. And dragging 
and certainly not getting on the ladder. Um, you heard the music of Bruce Springsteen coming into this break, Nige. Um, bad news for you, probably worse news for Rob Kendall, who is a Bruce Springsteen super fan. Bruce Springsteen postponing the rest of his concerts in September. He's dealing with a gastrointestinal condition. Ooh, man. Now, he's 73 years old. The boss is getting up there, so to speak. Um, And, you know, the E Street Band, who he's on the road with, they had eight concerts remaining. They're going to have to be rescheduled because the boss is a little bit under the weather. Tickets for that concert... Not quite Taylor Swift expensive, but I remember when these you know concerts went on sale. A lot of diehard Bruce fans were like, They're "Man, pissed off, yeah. come on, we we can't be buying concert tickets for like five hundred dollars here." More than that, yeah. Depending on where you wanted to sit at. Do you remember shortly after the Super Bowl a couple years ago, where Bruce Springsteen had like a big commercial? on the Super Bowl for like Jeep Jeeps yeah. yeah he was like the narrator for Jeep and then like yeah. the next day he got busted for drinking tequila and getting on a bike and he got hit with a DUI yeah 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 I remember that yeah. now I think that charge was dropped but still Hammer and Nigel Records tribute song lives forever. And we learned today that Bruce Springsteen is now facing a drunk driving charge in New Jersey. The National Park Service confirming he was arrested in Sandy Hook in November. He was cited for alleged DWI reckless driving. Authorities say he was cooperative during his arrest. TMZ now reporting he has a court date in a few weeks. I debuted my new commercial on the big game Sunday night. I didn't think it was coming. Just want us all to unite. Well, late Tuesday night, I got a call from my agent. He said, we got a problem, boss. Yeah, a bunch of reporters found out you got arrested for driving while on the sauce. <laughs> DUIs. Yeah. Hammer and Nigel. You believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! Will we or will we not get a potential impeachment inquiry against President Joe Biden? Don't know. Democrats pretty confident that they can defend Sleepy Joe against uh, any sort of inquiry. I don't think they can sidestep Hunter Biden as a whole, though, and separate him from the business dealings with Ukraine and China and money going into several different LLCs and bank accounts. And plus, there's those pesky gun charges that are looming for Hunter Biden as well, felony gun charges that were going to disappear in a diversion program, but now Hammer. (laughs) <laughs> that fell apart, and it looks like uh, he's going to be charged by Hunter Biden, those felony gun charges, by the end of the month. So where do we stand on um, the Democrats sort of sort of shielding Joe Biden away uh, from Hunter Biden, and not only his business dealings, some of these pesky gun charges as well? So Joe's going to be completely fine. Joe's going to skate. And as for Hunter... I don't want conservatives or Republicans to feel like, all right, we've got him right where we want him. Because look who is running this country. Look how the attorney general's office is behaving. Look at the entire Department of Justice. If you're somebody that feels like they got Hunter dead to rights... 
pump the brakes just a little bit. But I do know that the insiders in Washington are saying that there is indeed a Hunter Biden problem. And if this is going to happen, it needs to happen relatively soon. So we're hearing that an indictment will go out to Hunter sometime before the end of September. It's so funny. It's just sort of about face from the guy that's handing down the indictment, Weiss, who was originally working with Hunter's lawyers on the on the. I believe the state level charges before it blew up in their face, and the judge started asking all these questions about sweetheart deals and um, future immunity from any other crimes. And then Merrick Garland goes, "All right, well, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to appoint a special prosecutor, someone from the outside that's going to take a fresh look at these set of charges against Hunter Biden." And it was the same guy, Weiss. <laughs> I, I don't have any confidence whatsoever that that we're going to see any felony charges as related to the you know violating the gun laws, applying for an application for a gun, and lying that he wasn't on drugs. It's a federal offense that that people have gone to jail for. And look who the president is. So again. Don't get too excited, because I think we can all see the writing on the wall here. Just for argument's sake, just play along with me. Let's say Hunter is indicted and goes to jail. Joe Biden will pardon Hunter Biden, and then he will step out of the race. Because there are a lot of Democrats that would love to see Joe Biden step aside. And... In terms of Joe Biden's mental capacity, him thinking he's doing something noble for his son would be the way he would sidestep out of that office. I can see that happening. Now, the Biden administration has said that that's not something they'll do, which tells me that is something they will totally do. Because a new CNN poll, and we talked about this poll earlier, but it shows that most Americans, 55%, think that Joe Biden was indeed involved in his son's business dealings. And when you do that same question to independents or moderates, it goes up to 67%. Oh, wow. So and that's a CNN poll, by the way. Right. That's not Newsmax, One America, not Fox, Breitbart, anything like that. That's a CNN poll. So it is going to be interesting, but... Do you think the Republicans have enough hair on their peaches to actually go forth and do something here? Well, you have to start with the inquiry. You, you can't start with immediate impeachment proceedings. The, the, the inquiry is the first step as to whether or not there's enough there there to move forward with impeachment. I believe that they do enough digging, and uh, you know there is a committee right now. Comer and Grassley are on this. I, I believe there's got to be enough evidence. Well, you would think, but again, it's Biden's Department of Justice. And for me, maybe I'm being too uh, too greedy. I don't want it to be just a gun charge with Hunter well, Biden. No, no, no. I'm talking about- I want about, that yeah. money connected. Of course, the money connected to Joe Biden and his son and you know the 20 different LLCs that produced nothing other than bank records showing that money was being funneled into them. Right. <laughs> like, I'm getting greedy at this point. The gun stuff, yes, uh, okay. okay. You've got that. You've got him fair and square. Hunter Biden's a scumbag. His dad's a scumbag. It's right there. But I want some of these dots to start getting connected. You know, Al Capone, when he got arrested, it wasn't for like murder and gangster stuff. It was tax evasion. Well, you got the gun charge here for Hunter. Now keep digging a little bit deeper and connect these dots. Because it looks like on paper, there's a hell of a lot more connecting the Biden crime family 
to horrific crimes than Donald Trump. If your argument is Donald Trump tried to overthrow our democracy, Donald Trump was inciting an angry mob on January 6th and wanted election results to be overturned. Okay, you're going to have to prove that because Donald Trump was on the stage saying, march over there peacefully, and then he was on camera saying, go home. You're going to have a rough time proving that that was an insurrection call for a riot. And the election stuff, we'll see. We don't know all the evidence they have. But with the Biden crime family, we're talking about bribery for access to the big guy. 10% for the big guy. That's a hell of a lot closer to overthrowing the government than anything Donald Trump did. When you got the vice president basically selling his access. Yeah, telling the Chinese oligarch, hey, look, I got my dad sitting right here. Where's the money? And then magically the money appears. (laughs) Grandkids are getting paid off by Chinese nationals. That's normal. That's normal in the Biden family. Again, bribery, selling out your office as the vice president, to me, that's a big deal. But we'll see if the Department of Justice and anybody else agrees. Please. Uh, Allison, let's play a round of Is It Racist? It's time to play Is It Racist? For those who may be new to the Hammer and Nigel show and you're wondering, how do I play this game? Here to explain all the rules is AOC. Is it racist? Is something racist? Yes or no? All right. So New York City's mayor, Eric Adams. Now, keep in mind... And I can't stress this enough. New York City is a very proud sanctuary city. Eric Adams is upset about all the illegal immigration problems coming in to his city. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just getting Venezuela, now we're getting Ecuador, now we're getting Russia speaking coming through Mexico, now we're getting uh, Western Africa, now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. So, Nige, I defer to you, Eric Adams, mayor of a sanctuary city, rattling off all the horrible types of people coming in from Venezuela to Ecuador. Is that racist? Oh, well, if he had an R next to his name, yes, it would certainly be racist. But because he's a Democrat, then no, he's allowed to say whatever he wants with no repercussions whatsoever. That's incredibly racist. And immediately when I first heard that clip, he started saying they, they, you know, when you invoke the word they are causing all these problems. That's that's a red light indicator right there. And I thought maybe he was talking about maybe DeSantis or uh, Governor Abbott, the ones that are sending the illegals up on the buses to New York City. But then you're right. He started listing out yeah, the Ecuador, uh, Venezuela, uh, East Africa. <laughs> they started naming off certain uh, countries and people. I mean, he's saying what we all know to be true, that the illegal immigration policy is destroying. Could you imagine being a Republican? 
and saying the illegals are destroying New York City? Oh, please. Remember when Donald Trump said that people from blank whole countries were coming into our country? The media, specifically CNN, <laughs> freaked out. Why are we having all these people from whole countries come here uh, as a whole, as living in calling the, those countries? Why are we having all these people from whole countries come uh, as an s-hole or uh, hole is what the, the word that the Washington Post is quoting the president is saying? I mean, it's basically what Eric Adams is saying. Why right. are we letting these illegal immigrants come here? So is CNN going to have round-the-clock coverage of Eric Adams' statement the way they did Donald Trump? And forget about the fact. No, no, they're not to answer your question. But forget about the fact that Eric Adams tweeted out at seven thirty, October twentieth, on twenty uh, first of twenty. Let's see, was this? Uh, yeah, yeah, twentieth of October, twenty twenty one. We should protect our immigrants. Period. Yes, New York City will remain a sanctuary city under an Adams administration. It seems like his tone has changed a tad bit, but I still see a. Pro- I, I agree with everything he said. By the way. But he's still not addressing the problem, which is Joe Biden and his policies at the border. Instead of saying, if nothing else, he's just up there whining at this point. Right. He's whining and complaining, not offering any solutions and not saying, hey, look, we probably need a change of leadership at the top because Joe Biden is the one that has caused this problem and his policies out at the border. And I have heard that from anybody. Like there was this clip from Chicago at a town council meeting where a guy said, stood up and said, was addressing the illegal legal immigrant problem. And he said, if you're not going to do something about it, we will as citizens of the community, which is fine. You know, vigilante justice Okay, you know, you might have to be on the watch out for that, the lookout for that, but you are not offering a real solution, which is to say, I'm going to vote you out if you continue with these policies. I'm going to vote all Republican. I'm going to vote for somebody who's going to shut down the border and get it under control. They're not saying that. No, and there's very little coverage of the national media here. I just want things to be consistent. If you're going to say that type of tone from Donald Trump was so racist, it warrants DEFCON 1 coverage (laughs) from Jim Acosta to Anderson Cooper (laughs) to every other turd they trotted out at CNN, do the same thing to Eric Adams. Because also, I remember when Donald Trump ripped on Baltimore Remember this? He put out a couple tweets uh, that said that it was a rat-infested yeah. mess. It was dangerous. Um, and then he also did a chopper presser crapping all over Baltimore. The tremendous corruption that's taken place in Baltimore and other Democratic-run cities. All you have to do is look at the past mayors in Baltimore, see what happened. No, I think I'm helping myself. And I'll tell you what, those people are living in hell in Baltimore. They're largely African-American. You have a large African-American population, and they really appreciate what I'm doing, and they've let me know it. Because all that money that's been spent over 20 years has been stolen and wasted by people like Elijah Cummings. So Elijah Cummings was the congressional rep at the time for Baltimore, and Donald Trump was basically saying, you're not doing anything to help these people, but you had CNN's Victor Blackwell, who was from Baltimore. Oh, is this when he started crying? Literally cried, (laughs) grown-ass man tears on the air. The president says about Congressman Cummings' district that no human would want to live there. You know who did, Mr. President? I did. From the day I was brought home from the hospital to the day I left for college. 
and a lot of people I care about still do. There are challenges, no doubt, but people are proud of their community. I don't want to sound self-righteous, but people get up and go to work there. Oh, jeez. They care for their families there. We'll move back They then. love their children who pledge allegiance to the flag, just like people who live in districts of congressmen who support you, sir. They are Americans, too. We'll be right back. I noticed Blackwell didn't move back. No, he didn't. He goes, no way in hell I'm moving back to that place. <laughs> I believe it was uh, Kid Rock's character in the movie Joe Dirt who once said, and I quote, You crying? You crying? Let's go down to McDonald's, get you a Wham Burger and some French fries. Maybe I've been a little too harsh on Baltimore. Maybe I've been a little too tough. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a little tourism uh, announcement for the city of Baltimore. Are you looking for a last-minute vacation spot? Well, look no further than Baltimore, where we make every day feel like it's going to be the last day of your life. Take a scenic tour of some of the most iconic crack houses in all of America. And if you're an animal lover, you're in luck. Baltimore is home of some of the biggest rats this side of the equator. But don't just take our word for it. Here's former Baltimore Mayor Catherine Pugh. Ooh, you can smell the rats. Ooh, Jesus. Chief exports of Baltimore include drugs, crime, hookers with back fat, and crippling depression. Where else can you see where the race riots began and where the Colts left? All in a 24-hour period. Prostitution, murder, rats, drugs, Baltimore. Laying around, defecating. Tell them Elijah sent you. See, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Nigel presents is It depends upon what the meaning of the word is Is this anything? Alright, let's rock and roll Hammer, hit me, how do we play this? Is anything? I'll run some stories by you You break down the info You tell us if the story is anything or not Is this anything? A deputy in Kansas hugged a motorist that was having personal problems and asked for one. Hmm. Here's the moment that the officer comforted the driver. You just gotta, it sucks. Can but, I hug? Sure. I need a hug. Can sure. I a hug, please? Yeah. I'm, I don't mean to bother you, but I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. I promise you, it's gonna get better. All right? All right. Now here's your ticket for uh, speeding. <laughs> I hate to be cynical, and uh, I don't want to be. I, I, like maybe this, was this guy faking it, trying to get out of a ticket or something? I'm going through emotional problems. I'm going to act like I need a hug. You know, I, I don't want to be that way. I mean, I can hear the pain in the guy's voice, and that's what police. Uh, that, you got to hand it to that Kansas police officer. 
Um, that's something for sure. Hope the guy's doing okay. Again, the cynical side of me said, you know, do whatever you can to get out of a speeding ticket. Right. That was a great performance yeah, that was right a, there. Uh, you know, but um, I, I, I think I could tell that that was real and genuine. And the cop didn't have to do that. But who's going to turn down somebody asking for a hug who's in a, a, a fragile emotional state? You know I don't I care mean? how sad Whoopi Goldberg or Joy Behar are. <laughs> if they ask me for a hug, no? they're getting the Heisman Trophy <laughs> stiff arm. This, by the way, this segment leads us into great moments in Hugs history, Hammer. All right. How about that moment on the red carpet when Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, giving an interview and Kesha walks up to him and got rejected for a hug. When you're tired, because people are tired most of the time. I love you so much. Oh, thanks. Can I give you a hug? No, thanks. Please? No, thanks. A little one. Yeah, no, thanks. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who that was. Yeah, it was Kesha. Okay. Well, I wish her the best. <laughs> he still didn't know who it was, even after they told him. Right. Oh, Kesha. Oh, Kesha, yeah, wish you the best. It's like every old guy watching an award show. Who's that? <laughs> Never heard of that person. Oh, so funny. Great moments in hugs history. At one point in this country, cow hugging was the latest health trend. Cows are very relaxed animals and they don't fight, they don't get in trouble. You go into the field and we have some special hugging cows and you can lay next to her or what you like. People think it's very relaxing. <laughs> Hugging fields. Special, come to the fields and they have special hugging cows. I Very see relaxing. why China is beating us now. <laughs> I get it. Okay, do we have time for one more? Please. How about great moments in hugs history? A woman at Biden's rally, a Joe Biden uh, campaign rally, yelling, you can hug and kiss me anytime, Joe. But I look out, kind of looks like my old neighborhood home in Claymont, Delaware. <laughs> you can hug and kiss me anytime, Joe. <laughs> That's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, but you're way too old for me, honey. <laughs> My cutoff's at 15, okay? The narrator. But Joe did hug and kiss her anyway, very inappropriately, and sniffed her hair. Great moments in hugs history. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Hammer is here. Oh, man. I, I Again, this whole thing with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and the couple of episodes he's had, public episodes. When I say episodes, I mean kind of freezing up mid-sentence, not knowing, not saying anything, looking like he's maybe having some sort of stroke or... Uh, uh, Attack of some kind. Um, yeah, seizures is the word I'm looking for. Is I, I, I and I didn't watch the second one, man. I was just like, oh, I don't want to see it. It's so it's so sad. But his doctor came out. McConnell's doctor. We talked about it yesterday. Hammer that. Yeah, he's fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing to worry about. Well, Rand Paul, who was a doctor, disagreed with the Capitol Hill's physician in his diagnosis of Mitch McConnell and his sudden, you know, freezing up this summer multiple times in a public setting 
Here is the junior senator from Kentucky talking about the senior senator from Kentucky. I think it's an inadequate explanation to say this is dehydration. Well, I've practiced medicine for 25 years, and it doesn't look like dehydration to me. It looks like a focal neurologic event. That doesn't mean it's incapacitating, doesn't mean he can't serve, but it means that somebody ought to wake up and say, wow, this looks like a seizure, and maybe there's some seizure medication that could be given for this. You know, do we only have two episodes, or do we are we having one episode a day that we don't know about because it's not happening in public? Now, it isn't my business to tell anybody else to reveal their medical records, but at the same time, I think if you go halfway and you reveal stuff that doesn't make any sense, it just leads to more questions. Hmm. Interesting that he's saying about saying that about his counterpart there, right? <laughs> because I mean, McConnell's the, the senior. Uh, Senate leader, right? Like he's in, and he's 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 been there forever, and it's just sort of interesting, sort of odd that his counterpart there in Kentucky would be would be criticizing the diagnosis of the the doctor. Yeah, no, it's just dehydration. Well, I, I don't necessarily a, think that he's being too critical, but anybody with two eyes can see exactly. Yeah, that isn't right. what happens when somebody's dehydrated. And if that's the excuse they're going to give us, I'm sorry, I don't believe it. This was a guy that had fallen downstairs recently to the point to where he got a concussion. He's older than dirt, and you're going to stand him up there twice in a short amount of time. He freezes up. He becomes catatonic. You're going to tell me each time was dehydration? Come on. And, and, and Rand Paul, like he said, I mean, he's a he's a physician. He's a doctor. He's an ophthalmologist, which, I mean, he had to go, uh, he had to get his medical degree before getting into that specific um, specialty training in medical and surgical eye care. But he, he knows what he's talking about. It's not like just me and you looking at it and obviously seeing something more than dehydration is going on. Right. Listen, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio. You don't even play one on the radio. But that guy was not suffering from dehydration. There's something wrong, and his family needs to intervene. And he's not the only one. We can say the same thing about Feinstein Stein, about Fetterman, uh, about Joe Biden, to be honest with you. Now, speaking of illnesses, Nige, I know you were heartbroken. You were running around the office throwing things earlier. Whoopi Goldberg was <laughs> off of the view again because she's got the Rona. However, <sighs> dreams do come true, my friend. Oh. Whoopi did like a Zoom hit to go on the view oh my to discuss her mm. courageous battle against COVID. And she was in a room by herself. Wearing a mask. I just I have COVID. <laughs> I just have COVID. I'm still testing positive. Apparently, uh, I have to have a clear test before I can come back. So you know, I can't wait to get back and hang out. But in, until then, it's me and my mask, and I'm sort of confined <laughs> to my room. Why? Why are you wearing a mask by yourself in your room? By yourself, in an isolated place, by yourself, a mask? That's a good question, Nige. I mean, it's virtue signaling. I don't even think, I heard Tony talking about this today. He he seems to think that she's genuinely scared. I don't think she's scared at all. I think she is just virtue signaling and saying, oh, well, we are, you know, take lead by my example. Everybody needs to start masking up again, even if it's by yourself alone in your house. 
There's no doubt Whoopi Goldberg wears a mask alone in her car. <laughs> she is that person. And you're right. It's all virtue signaling. I don't think she's scared or concerned. Her business is to be a host on The View. All they do is virtue signal there. Now, somebody that I do believe has gone nuts with COVID and I do think is freaked out and I don't know why is Howard Stern. Howard Stern has become this COVID germaphobe lunatic. He's always been a germaphobe, for sure. But the COVID yeah. stuff has made it next level. It put him over the edge, yeah. So he's calling for lockdowns again because he's scared. And according to the New York Post, Howard Stern says his fear of COVID is causing fights and relationship issues with his wife, Beth. Yeah, I heard a couple clips on YouTube where this week Beth came on, you know, came down to the basement, was on with him. She's like, I'm going to Paris. He's like, yeah, but you're going to catch COVID. And then she wants to go do some things in New York City. They live in the Hamptons, but they have a big place in New York City. And she wants to go to a dinner party with her. But you, but, but you're going to get COVID. Like they've neither one of them have COVID, according to them. Now look, Howard Stern's a performer. He's a radio guy. He makes it seem maybe he's embellishing a little bit. Maybe maybe he's playing it up. But I, you know, knowing what I know about just his sort of history of being a germaphobe and being uh i think corona sent him over the edge for sure i think at one point it was you know the f your freedoms kind of thing when it had to do with the vaccine because he wanted to take pictures yeah right i want to go out and take pictures so get the vaccine and I, i i don't know there's part of me that that thinks there's some performing going on there but there's a really i think all right, so what's I, the I lunatic to performance ratio here, Nigel? Yeah, you know Stern's better than anybody. I, I heard the clips, man. I, I I don't know. I think it's 90-10. <laughs> okay, okay. I think it's 90% legit, 10% performing. Okay. That's what I think. Because he was willing to take his whole brand of this fearless, you know, badass, oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. and now he's turned into a total wussy. They spent their whole summer going out, parties, uh, hobnobbing with celebrities, dinners, stuff like that. He still didn't catch COVID, but now that some, you know, the the mainstream media is talking about a new strain, it's got him all jittery again. And, and a lot of not just him, but just people in general that are that are scared of this kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. So you're, you know, just from being a stern fan yeah. growing up, studying this guy, you think the majority of this is for show. Not the no no no, I would say I would say ninety ten, legit like oh, ninety ten. Okay. I'm sorry ninety ten. I I don't think it's for show. At least most of it is. I think he's a I mean, lunatic. I, 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 <laughs> Calling man. for lockdowns again, man. Come on, what is wrong with you? I, you I used to be the guy that would rail against the establishment. Yeah. Now you are the establishment. I didn't I, I didn't hear the part where he specifically called for lockdowns, but. Just the fact that, you're, like, obviously Beth, his wife, is not as worried about it and has not been as worried about it as he has been. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Set him up and I'll knock him back, Lloyd. One by one. We are going to read booze news because it's really fun. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. To present booze news, booze news. Hammer, did you see this footage of this uh, thief in London broke into this airport hotel bar? And while in the middle of trying to steal some bottles at this bar that was closed down, he sat down and poured himself a pint. Well, yeah, you got to take a load off. It's hard work being a criminal, Nigel. He dropped over $500 worth of booze bottles when he was confronted, tried to run off. But you're right. I mean, that's a lot of booze. That's heavy, heavy lifting and Man, that kind of stuff, you get, I mean, I guess I would say win in Rome. Right. Right? And if you've got a big, like, Santa Claus-style bag that you're <laughs> robbing this, you know, hotel bar with, 500 dollars worth of booze bottles in that bag that's heavy so i'm sure he's probably trying to drag this thing he got hot he got sweaty and so like, you know what i'm here i'm yeah. gonna pour myself a beverage do the same thing but the problem was that somebody saw him he was confronted hmm. dropped the 500 worth of booze and was ultimately arrested but this brings us into great moments in airline history. Because right, this was at the airport hotel bar. Yes, the Gatwick Airport yep. Hotel Bar in London. Great moments in airline history. Ladies and gentlemen, the crazy plane lady. But I am telling you right <laughs> now, that motherfucker oh. mother back there is not real. To which we still don't know what wasn't real. Now, she has came out and done a few things, like she spoke to TMZ and some other stuff, but we still don't know who or what wasn't real. How about this one? The pilot of a flight threatening to turn the plane around because some passenger kept airdropping nude photos onto everybody's <laughs> phone. So here's the deal. This continues while we're on the ground. I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved. Oh. And it's vacation that's going to be ruined. So you folks, whatever that airdrop thing is, quit sending naked pictures. Let's get yourself to Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> You never want to hear your pilot uh, say, uh, quit sending naked pictures. <laughs> did we have that? Did, I can't remember if we did the story about the plane that had to turn around because the, the person had diarrhea up on the Oh, we hit that. Down, uh, we absolutely yeah, hit that. That was a bad day. That's, that's great moments in airline history for sure. And of course, who could forget the time that uh, Sully Sullenberg oh. saved all those people yeah. by landing that plane in the Hudson? And that's we right. were actually able to pull some strings and get the cockpit recording yes. between Sully and air traffic control. Yeah, I did 1749, turn left saying 270. Uh, negative, <laughs> negative. We just hit a load of birds. I gotta land this piece of right away. <laughs> okay, uh, you need to return a little body. Turn left heading up uh, 220. Turn left? What the f*** are you talking about, turn left?
left. Going 2760, turn left 070. I'm pretty sure I'm going down into the Hudson. Okay, what do you need to land? <laughs> what do I need to land? Oh, shit, I don't know. Maybe a couple <laughs> of working engines? I'm sorry, taking. <laughs> very, uh, very spirited conversation yeah, between I mean, Sully and air traffic I, control. I would be worried in under a considerable amount of stress as well, Hammer. <laughs> Please. I mean, do you know the hate and vitriol I got after I put that out there? I mean, <laughs> Sully was, is an American hero. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Well, by the way, uh, underrated movie, uh, by the way, the story of Sully Sullenberger as played by Tom Hanks. Was it real based off of, like, yeah. the real story? I think it was Clint Eastwood that made the movie. I think it was a Clint Eastwood-directed movie, but it was good. Because if it was yeah. a Michael Bay movie, he would have landed it, like, right on Times Square, and everything <laughs> yeah. would have exploded. Yeah. That's kind of Michael Bay's thing. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. Ohio Senator, a friend of the show, J.D. Vance. Trying to pass a ban on masks on airplanes, schools, government-funded entities. Henry's he's calling this the, the Freedom to Breathe Act. I believe uh, Senator Mike Braun is a part of this as well, right? Yes, and this went to the floor today where the senators could make their case on why they think this is something that should be passed. Here is the Ohio Senator, J.D. Vance. This policy does not set anything for an unlimited period of time. It says that for the next 15 months, the government can't force you to wear a mask on planes, on public transit, or in public schools. Taxpayer dollars cannot be used to force and enforce a mandate against our people. It's not setting a policy that we cannot deal with pandemics in the future. If something else comes, God forbid, then let this body deal with it at this time. But now let's learn the message. Let's heed the message from the American people and let's learn the lessons of the past couple of years. Mandatory masking was a failure. It had costs for very little benefits and we shouldn't repeat it. Mr. President, as of in legislative session, I ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the immediate consideration of S-2738, the Freedom to Breathe Act, which is at desk. Further, that the bill be considered read a third time and passed, and the motion to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table with no intervening action or debate. By the way, he's not saying that you're not allowed to wear a mask on a plane. If you want to, if you think that is protecting you, fine. We know from studies that mask mandates and masks in general don't work. A giant study just came out in the past couple of weeks that was referenced to Dr. Fauci on CNN. We played that clip yesterday. Right. Masks and mask mandates do not work. Just look at the heavy blue states that were heavily locked down, heavy mask mandates compared to states that weren't, that didn't have them. The trajectory of the virus was the same. Everybody got the virus. It's a joke. I like this bill. The only mask that provided any sort of protection was an N95. And you have to have it on perfectly, strapped on perfectly, and you can't reuse it over and over again. So that little cloth mask that your kid has with Scooby-Doo on it, or the (laughs) Cubs logo, or whatever you have... It was like you were putting just a pair of dirty underpants right on your face. Absolutely worthless. But, of course, the fine folks on the political left, they love this. They love the fact that there's a chance that the pandemic and all the hysteria and the masking could come back just in time for election season. Here is Democratic Senator Ed Markey. Is there objection? Uh, Reserving the right to object. Senator from Massachusetts. 
This bill would undermine the ability of states, of cities, and towns across this country to make decisions about what's best for their communities. It would silence and hamstring public health experts who have guided our nation out of the darkest days of a pandemic. Well, let's drill down deeper than that. Uh, it would, okay, you're saying it, it would hinder communities from making their own decisions. Let the individual make their own decisions. Don't leave it up to public health departments or communities or cities or towns. Don't worry about what it hinders this community to do. Let people make their own decisions at their level. Does that make sense? Am I resonating with anybody here? No, you're making it's, too uh, much sense. Enough <laughs> making liberal heads spin all the way around, Nige. Now, this Markey cat here, Senator Markey, this yeah. guy's been a zero since the moment he arrived in Washington. If you remember back in November of 2020, the year of the pandemic, he introduced legislation to impose a national mask mandate, and he spent a crap ton of taxpayer money to try to enforce this thing. So, he's all in. He doesn't think you deserve the right to make your own decision. And and it doesn't, like, how did we get through 2022 without any of this? It's a miracle. Even 2021, we got, even 2020, my kids had to wear (laughs) a, a mask for a semester. Uh, when they went back to school in 2020, then in you know at Christmas break they were done with it. And at the beginning of 2021, how do we get through two years? And now we're all of a sudden talking about this again because there's a new, some sort of mutant strain. No, there's an election next year. Oh, oh, that's right. That, my oh, friend, is what it's about. Okay. But there was drama on the floor really? of the Senate today because J.D. Vance rolled out the bill. Yep. Senator Markey objected to it, and then like something out of a movie, Senator. Vance jumped back up, ran to the podium, looked at Senator Markey, and said this. Take his mask and oh. shut. <laughs> you got me. It's been a while. Look at me like I'm from Mars, but I don't wear it in the store. Don't even try to make me put it on or I'm walking out the door. Everybody, take his mask and shut. Me there, I thought. I thought we had like some flamethrower clip from JD Vance. Um, we were talking about the border a little bit earlier in the show. Oh, disaster! A federal judge just ordered Texas to remove the buoys that are guarding the United States border in the Rio Grande by September fifteenth. After they were sued by Joe Biden's Department of yeah, Justice. If I was Governor Abbott, I'd be giving him the double bird. No, I'm not removing that thing. It keeps the illegals out, and it keeps people from crossing that might otherwise drown if they tried to cross the Rio Grande. It's right? saving lives. Yes. And the Biden administration is suing the state of Texas. Wow. Like Texas is really the only ones that are really trying to fight what's happening at the border. Now, I know the folks at Arizona, they're doing the best they can, but really, it's Governor Abbott leading the charge here, bussing these folks to places like Martha's Vineyard in New York so they understand what it's like dealing with the stuff that they see every single day. Now, I want to play this audio piece again. We played it earlier in the show, but I think it's important. So, New York City, they made it clear that they were a sanctuary city when the big bad orange man was uh, having ICE deport people. But now, 
They got their panties in a wad. Listen to New York City Mayor Eric Adams. He's flipping out about the illegal immigration problem in his sanctuary city of New York. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela, now we're in Ecuador, now we're in Russia speaking, coming through Mexico, now we're in uh, Western Africa, now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. Wow. That doesn't wow. sound like that's a, a very welcoming sanctuary city style message, does it? No. Nudge? In fact, if Eric Adams had an R next to his name instead of a D, he'd be labeled a racist right now. Where's AOC in all this? Where is? Does she still have the white suit and the red uh, lipstick? Yeah, or like feigning, uh, feigning outrage and crying at the kids in cages. By the way, which is still going on under Biden's leadership down at the border. That is an amazing piece of audio right there. And uh, look, welcome, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> You're going in for a problem. And, mm-hmm. it, and I'm sorry, just, I'm just one more thing. What, who are you complaining to? Talk about Joe Biden. Is this Joe Biden's problem? A campaign against Joe Biden. If you want to change this now, New Yorkers, probably time for a regime change at the White House. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Are you okay? Everything's going to be okay. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty far from okay. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel. Oh, yeah! Hammer, you're going to have to help me out with this one, exactly what's going on in this viral video that's been circulating. This chick was seen kissing an on-duty Maryland police officer and then hopped into the back of his police car. Uh, the woman says she knows it looks bad. She did nothing wrong. Are you okay with this? She wasn't being arrested or anything, right? No, no. She hopped in the back seat, and I think they may have been going somewhere for liaisons. <laughs> okay, okay. So this was not like a suspect or anything. These no, two. no, no. This was okay. a little afternoon delight. Um, <laughs> I'm not okay with this because the Maryland police officer, who one was on duty, 
Number two was also married. So that's a problem. But what's happening now, because of the digital age that we live in, everybody's going after this woman. Her name is Virginia Pinto. And she told the New York Post that she had been in a relationship with this married officer for a couple of years. This was not some one night stand kind of thing, or, you know, they set it up and they met, they were getting it on, she got in his car. They had been together. For a couple of years. All right. So now, the officer's wife clearly didn't know, and now that officer has been suspended. So, if anybody needs to be getting the lecture here, it's the officer. Yeah. The woman didn't do anything wrong. And damn it, Nige, if I have to be the voice that steps up for the floozy community <laughs> to say that this woman did nothing wrong, I will absolutely yeah. be that guy. Jason Hammer, voice of the floozies. <laughs> Can we get that yes. on a t shirt? I would Can we love put that, that at the merch store? I would wear that in. Immediately. So the so the cop. So what happened to the cop then? He is now suspended while they do an investigation because he was on duty. On duty. Okay. He's supposed to be out there protecting the streets, and he's out there trying to get some stank on his hang down. <laughs> Do we know anything about the status of the relationship between the cop and his wife? I mean, were they on the outs? Were they separated? Were they having marital problems that go beyond kind of the surface of the story? Not that that's an excuse to cheat. Right. But you never know the context of the circumstances. What I'm saying. I'm not Maybe they're the swingers. Cop. I don't know. Sure. Uh, but it sounded like, based off this interview this woman gave to the New York Post, the officer wanted to keep this a secret. So, okay. if All you're right. trying to keep it yeah, a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard the rumors about like how some of these communities in the north side, like these big, like with like million dollar homes, like these guys that live in these neighborhoods, like they'll put a pineapple out in front of their house, and if the pineapple and the pineapple means they're a, a house of swingers. Yes, pineapple equals swingers. Yes, or or some sort of colored stone or something like that, some identifier that will tell other people in the neighborhood this is a swinging household. They have swinger parties, man. I don't know. Look, but I don't know if that's an urban legend. Or not, if anybody knows for sure, at Hammer and Nigel. What if I told you I was approached to DJ one of those once? Are you serious? Did you? Like I was a- already booked. I had a wedding already oh. lined up. Oh, <laughs> so how did they bill it? Like, how did they pitch you to it? Like, what did they say exactly? They Swing were just brutally honest. Hey, you know. A lot of our friends, we uh, have open relationships. We're going to have this big party. There's going to be tons of food and things going on, and we'd love to have you come by and play some music for us. Do you know for sure if there was going to be like like an eyes wide shut situation with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, where uh, there's open fornication going on? Drop like, the keys in the bowl. Yeah, exactly. I would think so. Again, I oh. did the higher paying gig, okh okay. was a wedding, but uh, <laughs> oh, no, I did. That's the first time you've ever told me that. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, it does happen. Is what, you, what side of town? Do you know? North side. North side. Okay. Alright, let's move along here. This is interesting. Kevin Costner's estranged wife, Christine, got her child support knocked down to a paltry $63,000 a month. Hammer, she was asking for $161,000 a month. <laughs> because, here is the reason she was asking for that much. Quote, because living a luxurious life is in the kids' DNA. No barf. At this point. She's got three kids. They're all teenagers, I believe. Uh, she added, quote, I will look into the steps I need to take and any schooling I need to do, and I will enter the workforce. 
<laughs> Are you okay with this uh, reaction from Kevin Costner's estranged wife uh, getting her uh, her one hundred sixty one thousand knocked down to sixty two thousand dollars a month in child support because of uh, living a luxurious life is in the kid's DNA. That may be the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. No, I'm not okay with this. And I love how she puts that at the end. I will have to enter the workforce. Oh, no, sorry. Queenie's got to go to work today. Like, everybody else works for a living. You just happen to be the one that was getting pounded by Kevin Costner, and now all of a sudden, you're upset you have to go to work? But that line, living a luxurious life, is in the kid's DNA at this point. No, it's not. You were the one that put it there if anything that's your fault like i promise you if you drop the costner kids off on a deserted island and you gave them (laughs) the things they needed to survive they would end up being okay without having like a luxury suite a brand new like mercedes or things like that that's so ridiculous you know what if i'm a millionaire i like if i'm a successful some sort of like in terms of finance and i've got a lot of money in the bank and my kid turns 16 go get a job dude right you're not living off of me i'm not I'm not going to pay for your car. 100%. Shaquille O'Neal had that message to his kids. He did an interview where one of his kids said, well, I'm rich. I'm the son of Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaq looked at him, no, I'm rich. I am Shaquille O'Neal. You're not. Actually, and this is is a big deal, Uh, Kevin Costner's ex-wife, Christine, has actually started up a fund, a uh, my kids are used to a luxury fund. Here is uh, the uh, here is the commercial for that. Times are tough for many Americans, <laughs> but for some, they're even tougher. But now you can help. Recently, Christine Baumgartner discovered she'll only receive a measly $63,000 a month for child support. Aww. That's a paltry $21,000 a month for each of the three children. Per month. Sure, it adds up to $756,000 a year. <laughs> but keep in mind, they're teenagers. Do you have any idea how much teens cost these days? Exactly. Times are so tough. Christine is considering the unthinkable. Actually going to work to no. help make ends meet. No. Don't let this happen. Please give whatever you can to the My Kids Are Used to Luxury Fund. Christine will count your donations while the teens are staying at their dad's. Because no kid should have to attend middle school wearing Skechers. I will have to enter the workforce. Cry me a freaking river. Oh, I don't know which is worse, that line or my kids are used to my living a luxurious life is in my kids' DNA, so therefore we need a lot of money every month. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, uh, we got time for that. We got time for this next one, right? Yeah. So uh, I want you to hear this. This is right down your alley. This is a guy on YouTube named Gus. He's got a new video where he's impersonating that one uncle you see at every little league game. And you don't understand what I'm talking about this because you're a little league coach. You're a, major, you're a baseball coach, high school coach. Baseball's in your DNA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I want to see if you identify with this. It's kind of it's kind of a supercut of this guy imitating every guy's every kid's uncle at a little league game. Hey, the game's still going on. Fifth inning. I'm early. So is Keith playing or Kevin? What the hell's your kid's name? Kind of dumb. Where's he at on the field? There. I'm such a proud uncle. <coughs> there was no smoking. I'll put it out between pops. <laughs> Where you guys keep the participation trophies for these? 
these little scamps. Surprised you even keep it score anymore. <laughs> Just let me light this. Eyes on the ball. Coach, can I come out there and show them a little? No? Okay. Is there a sports book around here? You think they got any Everclear <laughs> at the concession stands? I got my own mixer. Hey, am I allowed to boo the kids on the other team, or do we not respect free speech around here? Well, you don't want me concealed carrying right now either. It's not. It's in my car. It's in my car. Shut up. You guys mind if I go take a couple very loud speakerphone work calls right beside the dugout? Yep. No, Jeff, I can hear you. It's over yet. Oh, is the other team putting in a new pitcher? Is it that Dominican kid? Well, we're... <laughs> Oh, are you okay with this interpretation of, uh, you know, every uncle you've seen at a Little League game, Hammer? That's pretty spot on. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, especially the part about the heater. Like trying to tell the parents, hey, please do not smoke. Please do not boo the kids on the other team. Uh, no racial slurs, please. Can we Can we all agree on that? That's a... Uh, that's pretty spot on. And really, the sad part is, I remember you telling me uh, in terms of the racial stuff being hurled back and forth at some of these games you've been to in the past. That's a real thing. A real it's, thing. It's disgusting. And we're talking about you know high school age kids here. Oh wow! These ridiculous parents yelling out horrific things. Um, yeah, that totally happens. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Hammer and Nigel go off the rails with rock and noise pollution. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show joining us to go off the rails. Rob, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. Big picture question about Donald Trump. Do you think he is going to actually be able to actively campaign next year with all these indictments and all these trial dates set and all you know the day before super tuesday then a few months after that is uh you know an october or november trial date you see what they're trying to do here right yeah i think the thing that's concerning for me did that interview with hugh hewitt yesterday and and uh man trump should stop doing interviews an interview never Trump has never done an interview where you've walked away and said, man, he won so many people over with that interview. He's not going to stop doing interviews. Well, <laughs> right. I mean, like I said on the show today, there's also we you know, there's the same chance that Trump will stop doing interviews as someone will land and colonize Mars in the next year. Right. It's not going to happen. I'm just saying what he should do, because there's many times he's done interviews and you go, wow, he looked awful in that interview because Trump is 
is the ultimate salesman. He is the guy that 100 years ago used to get up at the circus and say, step right up and buy fill in the blank. The problem with step right up and buy whatever is there was never somebody pushing back on that. It's a great sales pitch. He's really good in the in the rallies and you know, but when there's somebody pushing back, it, the, the whole thing just doesn't work. And man, he said yesterday that he's going to take the stand in his own defense. And it was like, that is a recipe for disaster. There's no way his legal no team way. would allow that, right? Because there's a chance, and again, take a drink, he goes off the rails yeah. during that if he goes on the stage. Well, the problem with Trump, and it's again, it's part of his charm, and you laugh about it at a rally or whatever, is his ability to embellish and, you know, I've got 80% of the votes, you know, or whatever. The problem is if you do that on the witness stand, not even trying to be ill-intentioned or deceitful or anything else he's just being himself they will have no problem saying you just perjured yourself and there's a new one on you know on top of it even if there's no ill intent matt he can't just answer yes or no he can't just answer the questions you know how he's gonna be and all this all the while the polling is through the roof and mainstream media liberals mika and morning joe can't believe it why would the american people vote for this guy it's so funny to watch them squirm every time another indictment is handed down i mean he's heads and tails above desantis and the rest of the field I mean, it's not even close right now, Rob. Which is why he needs to. It's he needs to allow himself to be the victim. Trump never goes away. He never allows. You know, like Hammer. I know you love pro wrestling. He never allows himself to get sympathy. You know, that's how it works in pro wrestling, right? The bad guy does something nefarious to the good guy, and the good guy's writhing in pain on the mat because he's been, you know, hit with the with the brass knuckles or you know a metal folding chair. chair, right? Exactly. And the 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 good guy will work it, right? He's writhing in pain. He's holding himself. He's maybe you know cutting himself so he bleeds. So you, the audience, go, oh, my gosh, this terrible guy to build his comeback. Trump is always in heel mode when we want to cheer for him. We want him to be the baby face, and he won't do it. So question that Nige had earlier, is Donald Trump going to be able to campaign with all of these legal stuff issues happening? Does he even need to campaign? Is his lead so insurmountable that he could take this time off? He doesn't need to campaign in a primary. Now, the question is, what is the general election strategy? I maintain that the best offense is Joe Biden. And that's why I've said for two, Trump made a huge mistake not going away for two years. Trump absolutely should have gone away for two years, disappeared, helped, you know, maybe helped some Republicans fundraise, et cetera. And then after the midterms, because they would have done much better in the midterms if he'd have stayed out of them in these swing states, come back after you've won the House, you've got the Senate, and say, hey, look, the last election didn't go the way we wanted it. We got serious questions about it, but we don't have time for that. We've got to look forward. We've got to save this country. We've got to make a difference. I'm here. I've changed. Let's go together. Let's yeah. go. Does his accusations, and they do with me, but, uh, election interference resonate with you at all? Well, In terms of the trial dates, the day before Super Tuesday, uh, more trials next year leading up to the election? Of, of, uh, cor- of course, he that- did, but, I, but I also don't think Biden got $81 million 
million legal votes. I think there was absolutely the mass mail-in balloting in places like Pennsylvania was absolutely election interference designed by Democrat governors and secretaries of state. The problem is, how do you, one, stop that, and none of what he's addressing right now is going to stop mass mail-in unaccountable balloting for the next election, and two, if somebody didn't care last time, how do you make them care this time? And, and I don't think Trump has answered that. I don't think Trump has a vision. I think this is the biggest problem with Trump. He's so set on litigating the past, and it's a grudge match against everyone. People need to know what you're going to be for. In 2015, 2016, he was for something. It was build the wall. It was bring American jobs back. It was get rid of the crappy Make trade America deals. Make America great Right. Again. You could picture what he was for. Can you guys tell me what he's for this time? Well, I mean, Hammer, you played the clip yesterday of, uh, was it yesterday of Donald Trump ta- telling Fox who they should and should not have on their programming? Right. Don't I mean, book Bill help. Barr. <laughs> <laughs> no more Bill Barr. I mean, how does that help? It it doesn't. There's no vision for this country right now from any of these people, for the most part. DeSantis kind of has one, but the rest of them is. And and I know nothing of what Trump plans to do. I mean, he says drill, baby, drill. But like, what are you going to do about the border? If he does the exact same stuff that he did before, which I thought the economy was pretty solid, the numbers crossing the border were nowhere near what they are now. If he just says, I want to finish what I started, is that a winning strategy? Strategy. No, because it's not specific enough, and different times call for different things and different approaches. There's all these new things that are a part of the you know equation now. Inflation wasn't a thing. I mean, it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing to the level it is now the first time he ran. There's all these problems you have to address, and people want... Joe Biden is a built-in negative, right? You don't have to tell people. They know he's old, that he's feeble, he's lost his marbles, that he's corrupt, that he's wicked. People know that. And that seems like that's all the speech is. Now, I want to hear what you're for. I want to hear how you're going to do a better job than DeSantis or anyone else at fixing the country. But you know as well as I do, some elections, you don't vote for somebody, you vote against somebody. And it sucks. Well, and I think that's how (laughs) Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton. Yes. Hillary was so unlikable that she lost. And Donald Trump became unlikable. Joe Biden won. So fast forward to now. Has Joe Biden become so unlikable and done so much damage to this country that people who voted against Donald Trump last time, mainly in these swing states, are they going to say, you know what? I got buyer's remorse. I see what's happening to this country. I thought I was voting for a nice guy. Next thing you know, I'm paying like a ridiculous amount of money for groceries. Are they hitching their wagon? into Donald Trump now. Man, I don't think so, because so many people are up in their feels, right? I mean, if you were, how could the polls even be close if, if there were people saying, I'm absolutely going to take my revenge on Joe Biden for ruining America? These polls, they're all, it's like Trump 45, Biden 45. Like, yeah. what the hell? And like, if it's tied going into mail-in votes oh, are coming it's over. in, you're done. It's, over. it's because, over. Because they will run up the score in these early votes. It's, it'll be just like Oz against the guy who called Biden a collapsed bridge. You know, I... It, <laughs> <laughs> that guy won by 300,000. Yeah, an early voting. How the hell did that happen? Kerry Lake was up huge in Arizona, and then here come the mail-in ballots. And it's so funny to watch Democrats criticize Joe Biden. They don't criticize him on the border, Hammer. They don't criticize him on the economy. They criticize him on his age. 
What does that? T- I mean, you had Mayor Eric Adams yesterday saying illegal immigration is destroying New York City and calling out specific countries, Honduras, Columbus, and people still don't get it that the immigration and the economy are the main issues. And everybody, the only Democratic criticism of Joe Biden is his age. But people think he's going away, and he said, "I'm not going away." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I look. I mean, what else are they going to do to Biden at this point? Everybody knows he's corrupt. He was involved in a pay-for-play pay for scheme with his son. Uh, maybe eventually the Republicans will get off their ass and actually impeach the guy if they can find time to get around to it. But he, this is already baked in. He said, "I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going away. It's going to be probably Trump against Biden." And you are. This is why the founders railed against political parties because this is what you end up with: 330 million people in this country, and the people hate the two choices that they have. You have also been the man behind some successful political runs. Yes, thank you. So, if you were in charge of the Jefferson Shreve campaign, and you've got this big debate coming up in October on Wish TV, Boss Hawks is on the other side of you what do you do here is the number one thing i would do and i'm absolutely not kidding when i tell you this you know those planes that you can rent that fly they'll fly over a city hey cheryl will you marry me or you know whatever i would rent one of those planes and the message on the back of it would say hogset was in rehab question mark and i would fly it over the city for the entire week leading up to the debate because that debate is going to be the best opportunity for you to get the answer on where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. We had audio yesterday of Wish TV getting him on the record in 2021 saying he was at home. Yeah, there's probably as much chance that he was at home as I was on the top of the monument during the riots. I mean, nobody believes that. And if it's almost a bigger indictment if he was at home. What the hell were you doing? You sure weren't communicating with people. You sure weren't leading the charge. We know for a fact, we've all heard from multiple different sources that the, somebody else gave the let them march order. Th- there was no tweet until the middle of the night, and that probably came from the lackey guy that was his stooge assistant. Nobody has any idea where this guy was. And Shreve, what a wussy. Jefferson Shreve should be so disappointed in himself at the campaign he's run. He's let everybody in the city down. He had a chance to be a voice for these people who got screwed. He had the money to compete. Yes! He had a chance that the city got burned to the ground. People died, and he's running ads on abortion and how he hates law-abiding gun owners. What a colossal zero. What a total loser this guy is. And you are absolutely doing the right thing by not voting for this guy. However, he might have a puncher's chance to win some of those people back if he would actually grow a pair of a, a pair of cojones and put some hair on his peaches and during that <laughs> debate, force this guy to answer where he was during the riots. Got a couple of minutes left here. The governor's race starting to heat up here in Indiana. What is it you call Brad Chambers? Uh, professional errand boy. Professional errand boy, oh Brad Chambers. <laughs> he is the establishment pick. Holcomb and all his yes. cronies, they love some Brad Chambers. He's spending some money. Yeah, so professional errand boy, Brad Chambers, we call him that because his job as the head of the IEDC was to run errands for Eric Holcomb, essentially take money from poor and middle class people from the General Assembly 
assembly and then facilitate sweetheart real estate deals and various other incentives for very rich elitist people who like and hang out with Holcomb. And uh, yes, he because he is very wealthy, he has given himself a five million dollar loan. Now everybody needs to realize he's not doing this because, well, I love the state so much, I'm going to use my own wealth. The plan is he'll win the primary and then the rich donor lobbyist buddies will give him the money back. And so he's not actually using his own money. But boy, but does that's he a gamble, though, because that's not a given. He's going to win. He's going to win the primary. Well, not if I have anything to do about it, but we'll see. Now, his lose- Mike Braun's got money, too. Well, but him losing five million is like us losing 50 bucks. Would you lose 50 bucks to go have fun and campaign for governor for a year? He has hired. I've dubbed these people the axis of evil of Republican politics. Uh, you've got uh, the Good Time Fun Gang, Hupfer and Hollowell and old Marty and Huckleby <laughs> and the usual band of Oompa Loompa misfits that have run the state right into the ground. They've this all is the from- Lambda, Lambda, Lambda fraternity of politicians. <laughs> oh my God. These people are just the worst. But people need to realize this. This guy's going to spend $5 million conning you into that he's a good guy and he cares about you and he's making the state better. If you want four more years of Holcomb, then you go ahead and vote for professional Aaron Boy Brad Chambers. What's coming up on the Kendall and Casey show tomorrow? Well, this is going to shock you guys, but there's some new polling out and it is bad for Biden. Turns no out people way. really don't like Biden. You're kidding. That's amazing. Oh, boy. Hey, can I come drinking at your house on Sunday? I heard that's the place to yeah, be. For the Colts game, if you want to come <laughs> over, yeah, bring the kiddo and uh, yeah, the mailman will be there and uh, Skeeger and uh, the, the stranger is my like, the bearded stranger, my buddy See, Brian. See, that'll be the Alpha Beta house compared to the Lambda <laughs> Try Lamb House that Rob was talking about. Special thanks to... Uh, garage Doors of Indianapolis, you guys are the best. He's off the rails, he's Rob Kendall. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.